So guys, welcome back to Crickcast Pod with me, your host Sam Crick. And this week I have a very special guest. This week we are joined with Ethan Hussey. Ethan, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Enjoying myself during lockdown as most people. Um, I guess we're sort of coming to the end of it, but um, but how's the how's the whole uh, experience been for you over the last three months? Obviously, still at school. Um, it's been a bit difficult, obviously, trying to get all schoolwork done. Obviously, year twelve being quite a difficult year. Obviously, going into A levels, which is fairly important, obviously, into university. Um, been trying to get most of that done, really, and then um, just the usual stuff. Just a lot of chilling out, a lot of drinking coffee. A lot of eating. Yeah, one of the coffee enthusiasts of the athletic scene. It's it's going big at the moment. You, you boys are on it. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, it just grew out of nowhere, really. I think a lot of the boys are jumping on it. Yeah, so, yeah it's nice to see that. But uh, before we get into you know a few questions and find a bit about you, could you give yourself um, you know a little introduction uh, for the for the listeners who may not know you? I'm Ethan Hussey. I'm 17 years old. I'm based up at Leeds Beckett University, coached by Andrew Henderson, and I've ran 345, 1500, um, 149, 800, and an 822, 3K. Jesus. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got, you know, Ethan, you're uh, smashing it in the, in the junior ranks. And when did, you, when did you start running? Well, I started running probably primary school. Yeah. So year four primary school, just like local school races. Didn't really think much of it because um, I was a rugby player, believe okay. it or not. What position did uh, you play? Anywhere in the backs at that yeah. point. Yeah. As long as you could, you were put anywhere in the backs. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed playing rugby and then it was, it was just going into like year seven, year eight. I just started to enjoy athletics a lot more. I actually yeah. like. I was I was uh, like early primary school years. I was I wasn't too fussed about it. I just did it because I was good. I never actually wanted to do it. Rugby was always my main sport. I loved it. But then something just changed really. I think because I started training for athletics a lot more, and it just became the normal for me. Yeah, I mean, so, for me, like I sort of came from a you know similar rugby uh, background, and um, you know you grow up with that team sport and. Like yeah. I played fullback and, you know, it really helped to be fit around the pitch. I was like played fullback and then scrum off for school. So, um, you know, actually the athletics helped the fitness, but really the sport was rugby. And then, you know, when I was like 15 or something, switched over. So, yeah, it's interesting that um, you do see that quite a bit where, um, you know, you find that maybe individual talent um, over the team sport and then, and then move across. Yeah, it was, it was quite a shock to be fair because I made the decision at a young age really to actually just focus just on the one sport like not many people would have done that at that point I think probably year eight I was I was just doing athletics I was training a lot and then I went to rugby training and I picked up an in picked up a little knock somewhat little not too much but obviously being at a young age anything's massive at that age and I felt like I, I couldn't actually because my leg was hurting I couldn't remember what it was but I couldn't go to athletics training and I was quite upset I was I was very upset that I couldn't go so I thought I think that was the point where I actually realised that something needs to give. Because mm. I, I think I realised myself that soon enough, I'm not going to be able to do both. Because yeah. obviously, if I want to take one as into the future, I can't do both. I've got to prioritise the one. So I came to that decision, decision quite early on. And yeah, it's led to where I am today. I mean, first off, I didn't, I didn't have much success in the sport at, at year eight. I mean, my first English schools, cross country, I was pretty much dead last. Oh, really? I was I was almost last mainly because I just hate cross country. 
Yeah. But um, all into that track season, I didn't make it out of my heat at English schools as a bottom, a bottom age junior. And then the next year I won it. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's that's definitely something to talk about there. You know, like, so that's it. at year eight level, you're coming, you know, to the back of the field in an English schools championship. Bearing in mind, it's obviously a national championship, but, you know, not where anywhere near where you, I guess you'd, you'd want to be. And you've made that change. Was there anything in that, that year that you sort of thought, oh, maybe I've, you know, made the wrong decision here? Um, not wrong decision. I just think it was the fact that I didn't realise how hard it was going to be to actually make the switch across and actually compete at a high level. Because, all right, every kid wants success at that age. Every kid wants to win. And I just thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. Going from a team sport, because I played at a very good, very competitive team and we won most weeks. And then going into athletics where, right, I'm actually going to have to work really hard to win there in training and in races. So I think it was more just, it was the mental understanding of how hard it was actually going to be to come around it. Yeah, I think a lot of um, a lot of athletes would say that there's obviously a mental investment as much as a physical investment, although, you know, you might have had the, the talent actually, you know, your, your heart was between two and then obviously making the switch. But, um, but yeah, I mean, going into that next year, what sort of changed from, you know, coming to the back of the field and then coming through to win a, win a national gold medal? Um. It was more just the realisation that I, I wanted to win. So it was like almost like a conversation with my coach. It was more just like, because I take failure or not winning quite hard. I'm, I'm just like, I need to win. Heads or tails? <laughs> tails, I think. Yeah, nice. tails. <laughs> um, I, just, I, I just wanted to win. And it was like, right, I'll do what it takes here. I'll do, what it, I'll, I'll do, I'll do the training. Yeah. And you're, you know, where you're, where you're based now, um, a very, you know, established group. Um, you've got some, some big names in there. You train with Alex Potter, all right. And, you know, I've yeah. spoken to him and, you know, Phil Sessaman, you've got in the group as well, who's made a move uh, from like Kent up to uh, Leeds or he was Blackheath and then up to, up to Leeds. So, you know, an established group there. And um, you, do you ever, you know, does your coach ever hold you back? Obviously, you know, an amazing talent, um, but still very young at the age of the age you are. Even you know, two years ago, and you're 15, running ridiculously quick. Um, were you ever held back in training, or, or was it sort of all guns blazing from uh, from that point? Always held back. Always held back. I mean, I think I think these years have been just like give me like give me that taste of success, and then because obviously it's not about now; it's about ten, five years time, whenever it is, whenever I'm making hopeful global teams and getting these medals. So I think it's I think. I always wanted to say that I always want to win. So I think like, what? Could, how can we do that whilst holding about, holding me back still? Yeah. And that's what we managed to do. I mean, there's many there's many things that go into the season that I've wanted to actually achieve, and my coach has just said no. Really? Forget it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like we we're not aiming for that. We're aiming for this, the next bit down. But if that does happen, it's about hundred percent. And uh, and yeah, what what sort of examples do you have of that? Is it you know, time-based, is it, um, you know, based on maybe a position in, in a certain race that you might be running a, an age group under and you might run up an age? What sort of um, you got? I mean, obviously, I think obviously time-based as well because obviously I've got in my head what I think I'm capable of running and there's what obviously my dad, my family and then my coach obviously has in mind. My coach has never actually said to me what he thinks that I'm capable of that season. Do you think that's a so good he, thing? Yeah, so he just says, I give him a time in mind that I want to achieve and we obviously, we, we do what we can to actually to accommodate towards that I mean it's, it's never like he just completely shuts me off about what I want to achieve it's like right we'll work with it yeah we'll do what we can and we'll just but it's always like a just remember 
kind of thing like the future yeah i mean to be honest even just you know even from uh, speaking to you for the last few minutes or so like it's it's obvious that you know your mentality and maybe the group mentality is very mature in the fact that you know you understand that although you know uh, success at a junior age is is good it is uh, you know it's confidence building and uh, you can look back at it and go that's you know that's brilliant but like you say you know when you get into those junior and, and senior ranks that's where that's where it counts yeah i mean probably the most recent example of that was last track season obviously as a top age under 17 i I ran the under 20 champs at Bedford and obviously it was year under 20s that year and I thought I might have a small chance at making this team here although I was too young but it's like if I prove myself fast enough well then what's the possibilities but it, of course I had my mind that it was a slim chance but I just had to create the chance myself and although I could have e easily been capable of running a lot quicker than I did there was no point because I wouldn't achieve it I wouldn't have really achieved anything massively out of it apart from going to it going to a championships that was it's it's not as if like i was an under 20 it was my last year as an under 20 that is like right if i don't make it like what the hell's going on here yeah 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 it, was, it would have just been like it, it was a bonus but it was never something massive because obviously this summer obviously it has been postponed was the under 18 europeans but for obvious reason that's been cancelled and that is probably the hardest bit about it is that i've always been on the cusp of making teams in the time that i'm actually in the age group to make a team i can't actually go yeah that's really frustrating because yeah. you know it's not like it's through injury or um you know it's, it's through bad form the fact that 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 opportunity is just not there it's just not there yeah. to be taken which is a massive massive shame but i mean hopefully as, as you mentioned you know next year there's you know there's new opportunities and and uh, yeah. this is obviously a time to reflect and and maybe go go one better but yeah hopefully you know we'll, we'll definitely see you in the future and i see you definitely is one of the the rising stars in, in athletics you've got you know 345 uh, were you age 16 at that point um yes i was 16 at that point yeah yeah incredible and i mean also you know other accolades that you've run um the 5k on the road at, at armagh like what was that like obviously for those that don't know um a 5k road race um that is just pretty much a stampede isn't it and generates fast times yeah. and is very um, competitive yeah armagh's probably one of the toughest races out there i think more because it's it's very mentally challenging because there's no tactics in it there's no no tactics it's it's just like all out from the start it's just butt down from the start and you just don't pick up you just don't you don't, you don't pick up your foot off the floor it's just all out and i mean it's, it is dangerous to an extent obviously because it is quite tight corners and if you do switch off you you are going to go down yeah 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 first 800 meters you thought you're probably like waddling about trying to find balance and um yeah i think it was like two years two years ago i said two years ago, like 18 months ago went there not really expecting i didn't know first 5k ever i didn't i didn't know what really what real shape i was in for 5k didn't know what to expect from a 5k or what time to even run i just went out there and just ran just forgot about the watch just because there's no need like there's everywhere you go there's a person you can chase yeah 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 um and yeah managed to go under 14 30 so mad man 14 what was it 14 29 or something 29 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah pr pretty quick um pretty quick but yeah maybe maybe one to look look forward to uh to in the future but you're probably you know the youngest on the start line and, and one of the smallest as well so that first k no doubt was probably a bit yeah. of a battle <laughs> yeah 
yeah it was so so you know coming into into this year you, we've seen you improve year on year you know these five second in five second pbs etc throughout the the years um over 1500 what was the you know what was your plans outside of running um come this summer obviously year 12 i remember year 12 was one of my you know one of my best years um socially um you know what what did you have planned and i don't want to talk about it too much because i don't want to make you feel bad but just interested in, in what you what you would have been up to um well, obviously you would have had exams well they've passed now we had to do them in lockdown at home and just get to a point at the end of year 12 that i'm comfortable in year 13 of where i'm at so it's more just like i'm not having to panic i'm not having to rush with lockdown it's kind of a blessing in disguise so it's yeah. just like i can just manage to like get in that extra hour of work i can just keep on top of things if anything i can go beyond my expectations and already start to cover year 13 stuff so i'm in a better position when it actually comes to my year 13 exams yeah good stuff and uh and you know like any holidays planned or you know for next year um obviously finishing finishing year 13 is a big one uh and then 18 years old you can go around the world what's the, what's the big plan yeah um to be fair i've probably not, probably not really thought about that at this point i mean obviously my my own holidays would have been going away on on like competitions and stuff like that. It's like next year it's European under twenties again. So I think that would have that was obviously the main aim for going away that year. So that would have obviously been it. But no, holidays wise, not really thought about that. It's more just like a we'll see what happens because of the time. Yeah, no, interesting. And uh, no, I think it's, it's it's really interesting to see, you know what uh what you've got planned you've got you know you've got stuff on the horizon but actually you're, you're dealing with the here and now which is quite cool um where do you sort of see the um the sport you know coming from your very young athlete who's had that experience with uh training with older athletes what do you think could uh could maybe change in the sport to um to you know to encourage a few more people to get going i know it's a big question but i'm always interested because i think that you know from the the ground level as such i think um you know we'll probably see it more better than some of the guys at the at the top um i think probably just the misconception that running is a punishment from a young age yeah it's just like you speak about cross country and stuff like at primary school high school everyone's like like they almost view it as being punished but i just thought well i, I completely view it in a complete different way or the opposite i just see it as just like a time just to be free it's like yeah. you, just, you just with yourself just going out for a plod you know on a wednesday night just going out for a little run and it's just like just just take the positives from it because like you can just you can go out your own time you've got that time just to yourself it's just like you can just do whatever you want with that time okay yeah you're obviously running but like i think just take away the misconception that it is punishment because it's really not yeah. i think if you learn to enjoy it and if you just then if you just take it if we just take that misconception away well then i think you'd find a lot of people would actually enjoy running because of the freedom it actually gives you yeah no it's quality and, and you know you've got even on the um on the circuit you know you, you can meet so many people even you know competitors become friends and i'm sure there's lots of people in in your competitive circle that actually become mates as well like you know who, who have you you know made good mates with uh, up and down the country um well obviously the middle distance lot it's just like you're with them all you're with them quite a lot of the time at competitions um just like your, your usual names quite quite prominent athletes and then even just like one of my best mates a high jumper from cornwall yeah nice so we met almost met two years ago now on a side team in wales and then yeah we've been up and down seeing each other he's come up for to leeds fest last year yeah i've been there, stuff like that so it's just like 
places you never thought you'd go to, like Cornwall, other side of the country, best mate lives there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's pretty cool. And I'm sure that there'll be other opportunities. You know, when you when you go abroad, I guess inevitably, with if you know you progress further next year with the under twenties, etc. Um, that hopefully. You know that that will be the the same sort of thing, and we've heard on Critcast Pod a few examples of uh, you know like the the nights out and the social stuff, um, <laughs> which which always sounds pretty cool. Uh, something I'd be interested, but um, apparently you can just get a plus one. You don't even have to like make the teams, so uh, might as well might just well just uh, just get on the plus one list. We'll find out, but yeah, <laughs> pretty good. But yeah, it's something to look forward to definitely, and uh, you know like. I think what's uh, what's interesting is that you know we'll probably see you on that stage and you know how far do you think you can how far do you think you can go? We mentioned you know under twenties next year. Um, it seems that you know you've got the ambition. Um, how far do you think you can you can go in, in the sport? Um, I think I think I can go all the way. Yeah, I think it's it's not physically; it's more mentally. It's like do you like you if you if you willing to put yourself through the sessions, the tough parts of, of the sport, the highs and the lows, are, are you actually willing to put it to put it all on the line? Sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice is going to go into it. Are you willing to, to, to do that? And I'm, and I'm already prepared. Yeah. And you knew that from, you know, I think a couple of years ago, you, you even set up like a, a crowdfunding page, was it? Or GoFundMe for, a, you know, an Olympic Olympic dream. Like you knew yeah. from a young age that, that you wanted it. Um, how successful was that as well? Um, very successful, actually. Um, in, in different ways than I actually could imagine it going really um, obviously my dad just set that up as just a, just a little thing to put out there you know obviously it is an expensive sport in its own way and stuff like that so I thought if we could just get some some sort of backing just to ease, ease the pressure off it a bit and um, the Brownlee brothers train where we are yeah. up at the University in Leeds and um, Alistair actually saw the post and kind of set up a meeting with their agency oh wow and put us in contact with their agents and in pretty much to like take me on yeah um which yeah has worked out yeah so you're so you are with an agency now and are they the same ones that that the brownies have got yeah yeah they have uh, blue carpet management they've got i think they've got markham i think yeah 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 Yeah, markham brownlee's um i think hence by the name you could see that it's it all started from triathlon blue carpet um yeah it's branching out and yeah it's done wonders for for me it's got me a lot of opportunities so yeah what sort of thing does um does that include as well so like obviously when you started that out still quite young um for an agency to take you on what's what sort of what does that entail really um well the agency took me on about a year ago now maybe a year and a half ago officially and it was more just like how could they support me yeah so it's just like little deals here and there. So I've got a deal with um, Sports Shoes. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, then I've got a deal with Nike and then a deal with like a few like local companies. So a lot of stuff we actually, we do around myself and, and companies is kind of keep it local, locally based. Yeah. So my nutrition company, OTE, it's based in Leeds, not far away from where I live actually. And it um, does a lot of the cycling and uh, triathlon stuff. So yeah, they've been really helpful in the supporting me. And then just a few other companies that um, were actually willing to to back me financially as well. So that really does help. Yeah, nice. Are you allowed to tell us what sort of money you're on? Obviously, at 17 years age, or do we keep um, do we keep that under wraps? 
Um, well, in terms of the deal with Nike, it's just kit drops, obviously, because of my age. And then um, the stuff with um, the other companies, it, it's it's just what do we feel is actually working for with that year and stuff like that. So obviously, it's just been like my first year with them. So it, it's more just like, it's just like a starter, kind of. Nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what happens with that in the future that would be that would be pretty exciting even you know at the age of 17 to you know be on, on an agency and, and see that you know they have faith in you and that they, they support you is uh it's pretty exciting that's pretty cool so Ethan, what we'll um what we we'll do i think is uh maybe ask some quick fire questions so these are like shorter questions to sort of get get to know you um a bit better um but yeah they can be answered in in any length that you like we actually find usually that they go on for for ages um, so you mentioned that you're, you're a coffee enthusiast. Um, what's your uh, what's your coffee and, and you know do you have sugar? Do you just leave it as it is? What's what's um, your uh, go-to? No, no sugar, stuff like that. Um, I think more often than not, I'll I'll tend to go for a flat white. Okay, yeah, strong. And, um, but if I'm if I'm if I'm just at home, really chilling around, it's more of like a cappuccino americano kind of kind of style. Yeah, nothing too of course at home, but yeah does the job does the business so yeah it's all right Decent, mate. give it give you that little boost and um yeah my my dad's got a, a coffee he owns a coffee van um and he's got his own blended coffee so maybe we can uh, send that up north and, and you can try some of that out but that'd be nice um we asked josh lay a couple of weeks ago about um about a meal deal now i'm an enthusiast and this has got a bit of traction in uh, in some of the messages on on instagram and stuff um firstly do you like a meal deal secondly what's your what's your choice Meal deal, yeah, I rate them highly. Yeah, you know, just when you're out and stuff like that, you you, you want to keep the food the food price to a minimum. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, big question here. I could get slated. <laughs> usually, I'd probably go from chicken and bacon. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good work. Yeah, um, crisps or chocolate bar. I mean, it just depends what day it is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you say it's a Wednesday. Let's say Wednesday at two o'clock. What would you Ooh, What would you go for? Probably a chocolate bar at that point. <laughs> uh, probably a chocolate bar. I don't know. Probably probably a Hershey. Maybe yeah, maybe Oreo. Yeah, nice. Um, and then drink probably um, fruit twist Fanta. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm with you on that one. So strong. I like like. I just think you know Fanta have dabbled with lots of different flavors. Um, the grape flavor, I'm not a big fan of um yeah. fruit twist is just up there and and lemon as we said on a previous podcast you know it's not really established in the uk market but you can still enjoy it from time to time um but it's this uh yeah it's it's more of a learning curve really you know you just gotta dabble with meal deals and sort of see how you feel but yeah it's good that that you've got good taste better than better than josh lay anyway um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah ethan what's the uh what's the best advice you've ever been given either by um, you know, close family, friend, or, or coach, etc. Best advice? It's probably just, just f- kind of just forget about everyone else. Just forget what they're doing. I think at a young age, I was kind of just too fixated on like what other people were doing. It's like, right, that's the next target. We've got, to, we've got to beat them. But it's just like, just go on your own path. Just forget everyone else, and then there's less things to worry about. There's no stress, and just be yourself, and then just see where it takes you. And yeah, then, that, that's that's really interesting. I mean, you know especially as if you do the same that everyone else is doing you're probably going to get similar results where actually if you find your own way you'll probably you know either you know you might make a few mistakes and it not go so well but then at least you've you know 
you stuck to your own guns. Yeah, yeah. I think I think as well. Like, okay, yeah, you will make. There's obviously bouncing with mistakes, no matter what path you take. I think it's just how you learn from them and then push on for them, really. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's the worst advice you've ever been given, or something that someone said that you've gone? I do not agree with that at all. And uh, yeah, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> um, I probably could put my finger on it because I'm quite a stubborn person as it is. Okay. So I just think I've, I've never been given bad advice. It's more just at the time where it's like uh, in a time where they say something and I'm, I just happen to be completely against it. But then actually thinking about it, it may have actually been a good option and I've actually rethought over. So I've never been given advice. It's more just at the fact that I'm very stubborn. Okay. So yeah, sort of know what you uh, know what you need, know what you like, etc. So yeah. yeah, interesting. And um, in terms of uh, podcasts, um, are you a podcast listener? Every now and again, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we could get someone on this podcast that you would listen to or like to watch and hear about their story, who would that be? Centro. Yeah, Matt Centrovitz. Centrovitz. Nice. Yeah, because I think he's he's quite. I don't know, like it comes across in in interviews, and I don't think you can. You know, you can judge a person on, you know, a two minute interview, which is what you usually get at the end of a, you know, a race um, fresh from the track. But, you know, he seems like quite a driven, but um, quite a stubborn person as well. So, yeah, interesting that he sort of knows what he wants. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you centros and you've got your Jacobs. Yeah. And obviously, they're up there. I was in the world team for 1500s. So I think it's, it'll be interesting to see what obviously their approach, obviously, Centro moving training groups to obviously Bowerman and see how because obviously he had a big year in 2016 of course so it's just how he's adapted from that change across mm. and how he's reflecting his races it must be so tough as well you know mentally physically emotionally about you know being at the top of your game he, he's won the olympics 2016 and then like yeah i guess that transition from there where do you go um from that point yeah that's tough or we just end it really isn't it yeah all you can do <laughs> but no that'd be that'd be interesting so we'll we'll uh we'll try and drop him a, a dm and and see if he can get on the on the podcast but but ethan <laughs> yeah. it's been it's been re- really enjoyable listening to you and and uh and having a having a chat with you and we really appreciate you coming on the podcast um where can we find you on your social media platforms and any sponsors that you'd like to plug or shout out then feel free to do so um instagram ethan but 44 yeah i appreciate it if you give me a follow on there uh follow accounts not it's quite low okay um, we'll get it up <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to say thanks obviously parents yourself for letting me on today um agency blue carpet and then um just all the companies out there that support me they know who they are if they listen to this there's no, no, no need naming names um so yeah i, I appreciate all of them for actually believing in me yeah massively important and, and ethan thanks again um we wish you the best for the future i think that you know, in a few years' time, um, I'm st- definitely going to s- still do this uh, this podcast, so we might get you back and uh, and see what's developed over the next few years. Because I do definitely see you as as you know one of the up and coming stars, and you know you definitely back yourself, and you've got a good team around you. So I'm really excited to to catch you at this point where you're you know on the brink, and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side and and see that success in the next few years. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, that would be good. No worries. But Ethan, thanks very much. Uh, Everyone, this has been Crickcast Pod with your host, Sam Crick. This week's guest was Ethan Hussey. Um, Go and check him out on Instagram. We are on Instagram, uh, Crickcast Pod, or you can even email us, crickcastpod at gmail.com. Send us in your your stories, who who maybe you'd like to see on the next podcast. 
and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Ethan, again, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Catch you later, everyone.